Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Tiffany Hoyd, and you're listening to Hogs Havens Riled Up. I'm riled up to bring you the hottest Washington football team topics with a twist. I'm here with my girl, my co-host, my right hand, Alana Bearfield. What's up, Alana? Tiffany, I am doing absolutely amazing because Washington football team has had a huge week with everything that they are doing in this free agency time. They truly have. I'm wildly intrigued. Ryan Fitzpatrick, like I like that move. And I'm going to sound, I'm probably sounds crazy to some people, but he is the quintessential who you want to have journeyman. He's somebody who's going to come in and give you some wins. He is going to do what needs to be done, the fanfare. This is a guy who's proven to come in and energize a city, a team, and that's what Washington truly needs. I love what Coach Rivera has done. He's moved with patience, like he said. These aren't desperate moves. They're very poised, they're calculated, and they're, um, they're accurate. I agree with you 100%, Tiffany. Coach Rivera is ready to build. He is ready to put the Washington football team back on the map with everybody that he is bringing in right now. And once again, he is moving with patience. He is making decisions. He's not scared whatsoever. He is thinking about the bigger picture. I am so excited to sit down with Matt Holmes, who is part of the Los Angeles Lakers, to dissect everything that has happened over these recent days. 
Matt, I am so excited to dive in to talk about the Washington football team because news has been buzzing, especially about our man, Fitzpatrick. Uh, everything that's been happening with him, uh, if he's going to be a great fit for the team, and honestly, if, he, if he's going to be Fitz magic or is it going to be a Fitz tragic? And I just want to get your point of view right away off the bat. <laughs> I think it, I think it will be Fitzmagic to start. The best thing about Ryan Fitzmagic or Fitzpatrick is that he's when you when he comes into a new situation, he lights it up. Um, whether if you looked at when he got to Miami, um, to the Bucks, Jets, even Bills. I mean, anytime he's gone to a different situation, he's always been able to bring that energy. That the issue with Fitzmagic usually turns into like after week eight. You know, when, when the pressure's on him, um, can he keep it up? So we'll see. Yes, I have to agree. When I saw it, I was like, I was very intrigued because he's always someone that you want on your team, because especially when you're in a flux situation where you don't really have a quarterback at that time. You can count on him to be that, like, to bring some fanfare to you, to bring some wins, and then you just rely on your team to kind of do the rest. Not to take anything from him, but we know – He's a journeyman, but he's one of the best journeymen out there. He's someone that can win some ball games, um, especially with Tyler Heineke. That's a guy who showed up for us big in our playoff game against the Bucks. I think that um, just as a as a long as a, in the long run, Tyler might not be our number one guy, but he can be our second guy, being mentored by the greatest second guy, which is really Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has been the greatest second guy. Uh, and also a plus side to him, I believe, is the fact that Washington needs some positive press. They need some positive press and they need some like eyeballs because I think uh, our biggest issue in like free agency is the fact that we have negative press. We're overcoming um, ownership issues, ownership falls. We're overcoming um, a situation where we were like riddled by injuries, um, improper medical treatment. Like this team is, it's like, I keep saying it's like an episode of good times every day with this team. And to have a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick could bring something that's really centered around the sport back to you. So that kind of, that brings me to my, my next question for you, Matt. We have Ryan Fitzpatrick. We have um, now Curtis Samuel. Ooh. That's a, that's a sneak. That's a very, he, he is a small, I wouldn't say smaller, but maybe like a lesser version of Tyreek Hill, if, if you guys would agree. Um, you can put him in a slot. You can put him in the backfield. Um, don't go long route. It's like, he is a great weapon. I think that's a huge pickup to put him alongside Scary Terry. And they were college roommates. So how cool is it now you get a chance to play with somebody you know, from freshman year, uh, you guys are going to the cafeteria together. Now you guys are going to be lining up every Sunday with each other. Yeah, it's very, that was my question. What are your thoughts on Curtis Samuel? You just, you just took the words out of my mouth. I think that's a great <laughs> pickup for us. A college roommate situation. Um, we, we bet hard in Washington on Ohio state players. So it just seems like this is, this just sounds <laughs> right. Um, with that being said, so Curtis Samuel, He's a 5'11 guy, Scary Terry. He's also a 5'11 type guy. Um, how is that going to work out for us having the smaller wideouts? 
think that means I would look at it more so from a, I wouldn't call it a dink and dunk, but just like, you know, in, in between the numbers, like quick, everything would be quick. Kind of like how the Patriots were in the beginning, like, you know, not even, I will say maybe when they played against the Falcons and when he went everything quick, you know, quick and go. But so Edelman was getting his, um, Hogan, uh, Danny Amendola, you kind of look at it to be kind of like that. Like, you know, let's see if we can get those guys like crossing routes, keep them going, keep the chains moving. I love to see them. And then if you add in the, the running backs, um, uh, man, you guys, what's the rookies, the rookie uh, running back? Well, he's not a rookie no more. Antonio Gibson. AG, AG was really good. And I know Coach Jen did a really great job of grooming him. Um, so I think it'll just be a good, 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 like good versatile, versatile. So that's just what I think. Yeah. Definitely. People are excited to see what, the, you know, the season has to hold. I mean, we look at Fitzpatrick, everything that he's been doing, but he's 38 years old. His deal is one year, $10 million, could go up to 12 and for incentives, depending. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. see if to see about that. But a lot of people and fans are not on board entirely. We look at the Dallas Cowboys, right? And we see Dak Prescott getting signed again. We're excited for that, you know? And there's more possibility for the Dallas Cowboys with everything that's happening on them. But when we look at the Washington football team, is Fitzpatrick enough? Do we look for a corner? Do we look for speed on a linebacker? Do we look for another secondary or do we look for another weapon on offense? Because will Fitzpatrick be able to hold it all together on that field when it comes season time? Um, I would say defense um, because defense is, is, is kind of like the bread and butter of the Washington football team. Obviously last year, Chase Young had a fantastic year. Um, why not pair that with a good cornerback? I think that was a really big issue with the Washington football team. The cornerback play was kind of tough. And, you know, if you guys are willing to spend that money, I, I know this is kind of, this is just me going rogue here, but why not go for a, a big fish like a, a, a Stephon Gilmore? Um, obviously right now he's in situation where he wants more money. Um, you would have to be willing to pay him more, obviously with the cap situation, because you don't want to just come in for a rental year, but why not, you know, try to go big? I have to, I like that analysis. I like the idea of a Stephon Gilmore, but um, with the addition that we picked up from the Bengals, I don't know if that, that'll be easy for us. We ended up getting um, William Jackson III from the Bengals, and we're paying him $42 million on a three-year. Now you talk <laughs> about cap space. So Stephon Gilmore, that sounds great, but what would be your thoughts on possibly taking that number 19 pick and going after uh, Patrick Sertain um, from Alabama, like getting a draft guy because, you know, you can stretch your money that way. And then it's not likely we'll get a quarterback. You, you can't go wrong either way. You can't go wrong either way. Um, it just depends on what direction Coach Ron wants to go in. Um, I, I, I mean, I like the young movement because that's one good thing about the defense. Everybody's like a number one draft pick or number two draft pick. So they're all pretty young. But it's not the problem with a, with a nice and veteran guy who can just come in and say, hey, this is how you get it done. And a guy who's proven it. So that way, you know, as a young guy, sometimes you wonder, like, why should I listen to this guy? Oh, this guy's got a championship ring. Let me listen to him now. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. You would know. You got that guy over there, LeBron. Um, <laughs> you got people going to listen to him. 
<laughs> that's a good one. So definitely leadership is playing a huge role in this. You know, Fitzpatrick is coming on the field and people are looking up to him, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he has said over and over again that every opportunity he gets is a way for him to reinvent himself. Um, part of my story is skipping around to different teams is just trying to instill belief and trying to just show that passion to these guys. Every time that I go to a new place, it's just a new opportunity. And I love that perspective that he has. You know, he said that in his in a news conference just the other day. I mean, Fitzpatrick is a person that he yes he's funny he could come up into the press conferences with the necklaces and the tight shirt but once again he's all about his business but what about Alex Smith where does that leave him where does it leave all these other players because we have this new new person for the Washington football team you know and I feel I really feel bad for Alex because Alex is such a great quarterback and he's he's an even better person think about like Think about how hard he worked for the 49ers and he gets the 49ers into the playoffs and he's replaced with Colin Kaepernick. Then he goes to Kansas City, works super hard, gets that team to the cusp, and then they replace him with, you know, Pat Mahomes. And then, you know, now you're in your Washington, you work extremely hard to get back. Um, you know, obviously the leg injury happens. Um, you're able to, to well, you know, I, I would say Haskins kind of gave away the job, <laughs> but just being able to get back in there um, and then, of course, missing another playoff run, but you did help them win uh, the, I mean, win the NFC East. So, I mean, it's just tough. If if I was a, I'm trying to think of a good backup place for him, maybe Cincinnati. Yeah, I have, you to, know. I have to agree. Cincinnati would be a good place for him. Um, like Alex Smith. I remember when I heard he was released, I was like, oh my gosh, like one, you understood it because I think that it was just time to move on and it's ugly and it's unpretty and it's not what you might necessarily want to see, but it was time. And with that being said, I just hope that he's able to get to a spot like Cincinnati and shine and like maybe reinvent himself that way. But what he's done right now, he doesn't need to do anymore because the way he came back from that injury was like stellar. He's a superhero for that. <laughs> Literally. And and speaking of superheroes, uh, Bill Belichick, he had something to say about uh, how Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski did him this year. He went out, he resigned Cam, he said, forget what you're talking about. I'm getting my quarterback back. He Cam. <laughs> but we exactly. love that though, Tiffany. We love that he gave Cam another shot. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. And, okay. and I don't think we've ever seen Coach Belichick show the initiative. And not even, well, that too, but as well as like compassion. Think about against the 49ers when Cam, everybody made a big, big fuss that Cam got benched. But if you actually watch it, Belichick goes over and sits beside him and hits him on the leg like, hey, that's my fault. You know, I didn't I didn't get you no weapons. Obviously, the opt-outs and the O-line. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna make this up to you. And we've never seen Belichick at least that that compassionate on on, on anywhere. I mean, most times we see Belichick, it's yeah, you know, <laughs> third and long. It's like, you know what? Come on, dude. So just the fact that he even showed that compassion into a quarterback like Cam Newton, um, I don't know. And then not to mention, this, and this again, this is a rogue theory, but all you heard about was that the Patrick way is not fun. 
what's Ken Newton known for? Having fun, doing it his way. So if those two can can win together, I don't know, man. Special, special. And I and the pieces that he put around him, like you said, he said, my bad, and then he went crazy. He went ridiculous. Nelson Aguilar, uh, John U. Smith. He was spending he, money. Like, oh my goodness, he, he spent money. And his stimmy hit, his, stim his stimulus hit, and Robert Kraft said, spend it, man. You can spend your stimulus check, so. He spent his stimulus check, and he, he balled out on Cam, and I'm actually, I'm really excited to see that team because of it, um, especially with those guys coming back, because you remember, there are a lot of players who sat this season out due to COVID. They just didn't want to play. They had eight starters sit out. That's the most of all, of all the NFL players, I mean, all the NFL teams, so. That's a lot. And how do you pivot? And what do you do? And then this is where the chips fell for the Patriots. And and it was hit with COVID as well. That COVID ravaged that season. I think was it that was week four when they were about to play against the Chiefs. And like that Saturday before the, the before the plane leaves, Cam gets flagged for COVID. So obviously, um, you know, I'm, I, of course, every team has gone has fought against COVID, but a team that. You know, new quarterback, new system, no OTAs, and you're trying to replace the GOAT, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. It's like, man. So I'm 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 wishing Cam nothing but the best. Um, you know, I got I, I have a little bit of favoritism towards him. That's my dog, but uh man, I, I'm wishing him the best. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so a lot of Panthers players, a lot of the Panthers organization has made its way to Washington. You worked in the Panthers organization. Um, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on the transition and Coach Rivera? Oof. Uh, well, Coach Rivera is such a great coach. Um, again, I think he's always – the best thing about certain coaches is that when they're a leader of men, and not only is he a leader of men, he knows how to unite just people, and he's giving people opportunity, not just – you know, obviously, you know, giving his family opportunity, giving um, disqualified people, whether it being Coach Jen opportunity, um, black and brown um, coaches opportunity, it doesn't matter. If you can get the job done, he, he wants you. If you are a water bottle that knows how to uh, hydrate people, <laughs> I am going to pick you up. I'm not going to get just some, some name brand water bottle because you're wet. No, I'm going to get the best thing. So that's one thing I love about coach, man. And, and I am thankful for what I'm, 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 I'm thankful for my opportunity as well as I'm, I'm ecstatic for all the players who are going up there. But even though we're, I know Washington is kind of like the hub, I think the other Panther North is really the Buffalo Bills because Sean McDermott has got, He's got everybody. He's got everybody coming up there, man. So, literally everyone. And Coach Rivera, he continues to look out for one another. I mean, he's bringing his his people that he's worked with in the past to this team, and hopefully, where, that where did he get that from? Yeah, <laughs> you got that from Coach Andy. Coach Andy yeah. Reed does the same. I mean, like, I mean, if you look at Andy Reed's track record, I mean, obviously, you got John Harbaugh. Um, so many people. It's John Harbaugh, um, uh, the Chicago Bears coach. Why is his name slipping my mind? So I want to say he has like at least ten coaches in the league right now. And so it's it's super right. crazy if you if you've ever even like called a play underneath him, mm -hmm. you're, you're in the league. You're you're coaching in the league, so that's super cool. But I love. I mean, I think he's got a lot of things from Coach Andy Reid, and he's just 
Bree just keeps doing his thing. So he definitely has. I mean, the two key players, he brought in David Mayo, Tyler Larson. I mean, these two players, hopefully this connection, um, this this drive of the Panther mentality will trans translate over to the Washington football team. But what do you think these two players can actually do uh, once the season starts? Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. That's the thing. I, I'm still on the fence about those two pickups. Um, I think it really depends on how the season goes like it's I don't know I, I'm I'm on the fence I, I can't I can't give a, a definitive answer on that just yet that's, that's just me right I, I have to agree uh, a part of me is like if it didn't work there mm-hmm. that's, that's the only thing it's like can it work yeah like and I, I don't think that's being mean about it at all I think it's just being a realist if it didn't work there then it might not work here either um, this is maybe this isn't a situation like Andy Reid where you go from Philly to uh, the Chiefs and start, you know, <laughs> cleaning up. Um, I think the difference there was Andy Reid had a quarterback. Right now, <laughs> we don't have a quarterback. But not only did Andy Reid have a quarterback, Andy Reid has a quarterback that arguably when he's done, he might have something to say to Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, uh, of course, you know, that that win kind of sullied his chances, but. Uh, Man, I don't know. I don't I can't I don't want to say it. So that's such a tough argument because he's still so young. He's so young. Like, what if he wins four more championships? You know, he'll say Brady. Brady beat him. I guess. I guess this is it's kind of like that, that, you know, Michael Jordan getting over Magic Johnson. That's why we say he's better than Magic, so. But looking forward and looking towards the future of everything, who do you think will be the front runner of the NFC East next year? Oof. Uh, Oh, I have to say the Dallas Cowboys just for right now. (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) I think Dak has something to prove. Mm. I think a year off and he wants to prove people that, you know, getting his money that he, it was worth it. That's just me. I think he's, he's going to come out guns blazing. However, let's not, I won't want, I don't want to sleep on obviously the end of defending NFC East champs as well. You know, the Giants showed a lot of strides last year as well. So we'll see. I, you know, I hope that, um, Washington is able to be the defense that we've expected them to be in previous seasons. Right now, it seems like they're shaping up to that. I think that is our best bet in returning to that NFC East number one spot. Because you're absolutely right. Dak has something to prove. And the Cowboys have something to prove. They are tired of people talking crazy on their name. Uh, And they, they have some guys over there. They consistently have guys over there that I don't know why it doesn't ever work out for them. No, let me not say ever. It hasn't <laughs> worked out for them, but um, you can't you can't negate that they have talent and that Dak Prescott is a force to be reckoned with. Let's not forget Ezekiel Elliott. Let's not forget um, all the weapons they have on that offense. Uh, so yeah, I think that Washington's defense will hopefully be able to pull it out. Uh, I think having a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to do what's necessary 
to get the win. Like he might not, he might not like be the Tom Brady of the show, but <laughs> he can do what's necessary to get the ball down the field. And that's what we struggled with last year. Uh, so that brings me to our offense because our defense, I, like you said earlier, our secondary growing, everybody is kind of coming into shape and form. We need a, we need a big target. We need a, a, a tight end that I know we have uh, Logan Thomas, but we need, we need a tight end. Let's just be honest. <laughs> um, we need a tight end. We need a, uh, we need a wide receiver that meets those measurables of the deep target. Um, we need running backs. Like we have Antonio Gibson, but uh, what are your thoughts on the available running backs like Todd Gurley? Uh, Todd Gurley is a nice pick, will be a nice pickup. But I think another, another free agent that you guys should probably target is James White. Um, versatile out in, the, out in the backfield, um, he can obviously catch. Um, he's, he can catch. He can you can put him out. Put him. You know he can he can be the running back. I just love James White. He's a great great player, and I think he would bounce off of AG as well. Right, I like that. I like that, and I know that Washington has had a situation with trying to recover some of the faith that offensive linemen in the league have lost in us. Uh, so we were able to re-sign Brandon Sheriff. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any, like, offensive linemen out there that you think we need? Mitchell Schwartz. Um, obviously, he just got released from the Chiefs, but I think he'll be a good asset. Um, if you guys don't pick him up, I can definitely see the Bengals picking him up, but I think he'll be a very good asset on the team. Just have to wait and see. I mean, once again, I think it, it goes back to which Coach Rivera wants, what he's looking for in these players and what he ultimately thinks would, would be the best for the Washington football team. Uh, he continues to say about that he's not desperate, right? So all of the moves that he's doing of picking up people, um, especially in this free agency time, is that he's not desperate. Quote, we're not desperate. We're looking to build a sustainable winning culture. Do you agree with that? Do you do you think Coach Rivera might be scared just a little bit that he's not going to be able to prove himself this time around? Oh no! No, what I, one thing about Coach Rivera, he's he's never scared, and he's always about building a culture. Um, so I definitely know he has a plan. You know, whether he says it or not, he has a plan. Uh, well, I like I like what I see. I didn't expect this much from free agency after he said what he said. I thought we were just kind of gonna float it, and you know we might get some players. But he he did very well with Curtis Samuel, um, with Fitzpatrick. Like those are those are solid pickups that we kind of came out of kind of came out of left field, but they were still very very explosive and showed that he did act with some patience, but with accuracy. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. he did not move desperately. He acted with a lot of accuracy. Um, the league itself, though, we see everyone who signed to the Bucks uh, in the last season. We saw the Chiefs. We see this kind of take off of the NBA with possibly building these super teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to get into that because I think that's a serious thing that we have to evaluate because – now, I mean, people people want to go where their friends are. They want to go to win championships. They want to go to hot cities. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, well, this is my thing. In, in football, super teams normally don't work only because of, obviously, injuries as well as you're, you're only playing one game. So it's every Sunday 
it's the best man who wins that day. It's hat on hat. Like, either you show up that day or you don't show up. I mean, obviously, we've seen the 18 0 team go 18 and 1. And now that, you know, we will never know if they're the greatest team of all time. So, um, and we've also seen a backup quarterback come in and, and light it up. So it's all about that day. Um, I'm trying to think of the last super team that we could maybe the Eagles when the, when they were signing everybody and I was that was 2011 or 12 when they had Michael Vick, um, Namdi, Asamoa. Um, yeah. Was it earlier? Okay, but I remember I remember uh, Vince Young came out and said this is a super team. I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down, dude. I gotta I gotta win some games, man. Well, they, they were pretty explosive, but you're absolutely right. I like that take on it because it is any given Sunday, and I think that's what might save it in the end is the fact that it it's so up in the air. But when you see guys like A.J. Green signed with DeAndre Hopkins and mm-hmm. potential re-signing of Larry Fitzgerald, you start to think it's, that's pretty much – that's pretty darn close, like, to the best <laughs> wide receiver core you, you're going to get. Um, you- I mean, hey, man, if, if – it depends on what the Bucks do, man. They bring back Antonio Brown, man. You, you pair that with Mike Evans, um, Chris Godwin, um, a young Scotty Miller now with a whole number of seats underneath his belt, and Cameron Brakes coming back. Um, you know, Rob Kronkowski, Rob, uh, Rob's still there. So it's just like, you know, that's just, it's, it's kind of scary. I still, I still think I'm giving it to AJ Green, Hopkins, and Fitzgerald if he's able to resign though. Like that's just too <laughs> crazy. That's too deadly. Hail Mary it all day long. They, they yeah. one of them is getting it. One, you're right. Especially if it's the uh, D Hop man, he's definitely coming down with it. Yeah, yeah. So Russell Wilson, there's been a lot of talk Ooh. about him trying to leave the Seahawks, and you know. It might be a long shot, but Washington should always put their name in the hat. Every team oh. in the league, if you're not the Bucks or the Chiefs. But of course, but we have to look at the Saints. I mean, Drew Brees just man, you know the crazy the, the tough thing about Russell's situation and, and as well as Deshaun Watson, they both have no trade clauses in their contracts. So no matter what team comes at them, the tough part is like they gotta sign off on it. Um, obviously, right now Deshaun's in a totally different situation, so we'll leave him aside for right now. But a uh, Russell, for example, um, he would have to sign off on that team. Like, if you know, you're not going to just send me to Antarctica to go play for the, the Winter Bears. <laughs> I mean, listen, the Jaguars are putting themselves in a, in a right situation right now. Um, obviously, getting Marvin Jones. Um, you know, uh, I want to say they have another uh, wide receiver already down there. Um, but I like I like the direction they're going in right now. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I have to I have to agree that it would be kind of interesting to see where if Russell agrees to a trade anywhere. It seems like he is fed up with um, being sacked every game, mm-hmm. being hit every game, and for seasons. If you look at it, the quarterback who's taken the most hits, you can go back like four or five years, like his entire career. This man gets hit. Like, I, you don't realize it because he's so – he's just that guy. He just keeps – bounces back up and keeps going. But, I want to say – I want to say Russell off – so he had he has four teams, correct, that his agent said he wanted to go to. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's the Dallas Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders. I want to say – I'm leaving somebody out. And the Bears, the Bears. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So that's four teams. What do all four teams have in common? Um, they have great offensive lines. Well, that too, that too. They're they're big cities, and you know wherever Sierra signs off for. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> Good point. Good Whenever point. Yes. Yes. Vegas. Yes. Like, you know, that's that's going to play a role in there. I mean, nobody's going to say that, but I'm going to go ahead and say, I think, she, you know, you know, it, it kind of helps out that, hey, I, I don't, I can't do too many shows up here in uh, Seattle. We're going to have to change this up now. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give you that. I really, I really. Package deal. It's a package deal. And but granted, mm-hmm. granted, supposedly, and I, um, Adam Schefter said earlier today that the Bears offered the Seahawks three first rounders, a third rounder, and two starters. No names, but two starters. And Pete Carroll shot it down. So <laughs> I think I think the tough part is we it's probably gonna have to be a team that can give some type of asset back. So would it would it be a Saints saying that hey we'll give you Jameis Winston? Um, a young a, a young guy who you can build around. Obviously, Jameis has his turnover problems, but you know if you can just if he can just cut down on turnovers, he's a pretty decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. Is somebody going to be able to give you a high draft pick? Because I mean, in this in this league, you need a quarterback. Go ask mm-hmm. go ask you know any any ask any coach without a quarterback how how good they're doing right now. They're not. They're not. Yeah, this is a quarterback-driven league. Um, because of that, I, yeah, I can see Pete Carroll saying no, because if I take the – it doesn't matter if I get three first rounds and three starters. My career is over because in three years, if I don't get, start winning, I'm out the door because I don't have Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, so I, I can see him trying to turn down anything that isn't something like a Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff. Like, I can see him being like quarterback for quarterback and those draft picks. Um, at least something I can build around, something I can work with. Um, final question for you before we get we let you go and enjoy your evening is really about where you see where you see Washington going with that number um, nineteen pick because I think that's that's our that's our next move right now. We have free agency and then we have that number nineteen pick in the draft. Man, um, you see them selecting. Are they trading up for Justin Fields? Or are they taking Patrick Sertain? Where are they going? I see them trade. I actually see them trading up, but for a different name, not a Justin Fields. And this again, he's a he's still a wild card. But I would like to see him get Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Yes. Um, he's got a big arm, mobile. Um, I think he would fit with those two new wide receivers. I mean, not with with Curtis Samuel as well as Scary Terry. Um, I would like to see it. I would like to see that happen. I know you guys love Ohio State Buckeyes in, in Washington, <laughs> but uh, let's you know that's just me. I think I do see them trading it up, but I think they will go. They will go and get Trey Lance. Well, I like the sound of that because Trey Lance has the build. He has the measurables. Um, why not just try it? What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> At this point, I'm, I'm really, what's the worst that can happen? Like, you miss out on a cornerback, but like you said, our defense is um, more sure-footed. You have some guys available in free agency you can go after. Uh, the fact of the matter is you need a quarterback, and this might be your guy. It could be a Mitchell Trubisky or it could be a Josh Allen. You don't know. But you, can't, you won't ever know if you don't go get it. 
<laughs> that's very true that's very true all right well we're gonna leave the conversation there matt i appreciate you so much um ladies you and really gentlemen do. thank you for tuning in to another episode of riled up as always we're riled up to bring you the hottest washington football team topics with a twist um you can follow me on instagram at tt legend and on twitter at tiffany hoy and matt give them your social media where they can find you at um, so I'm, I'm at, uh, matt.homes at sports PR. Um, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at that. Right. And you can find our girl Alana on Twitter and Instagram at Alana Bearfield, A-L-L-A-N-A Bearfield, B-A-R-E-F-I-E-L-D. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in and remember to stay riled up. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.